Hello, everyone. Welcome to our final episode of the season. My name is Max. I am here with my lovely co-hosts, Spartan Alex. Hello. Hey, everyone. And we have a winner! Italy has won the Eurovision 2021 Song Contest in Rotterdam, capping off an amazing season, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think out of all of us, like, probably the most excited, just because <laughs> I have stand Italy every year since we started this podcast, waiting for the moment, and... Now it's happening, and I will go to Italy next year, and mm-hmm. I'm so proud. You figured out how to stage. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was a great moment, and I'm, I'm really excited for Italy. We're finally capping off like a, a 10-year stint of being like always the bridesmaid, never the bride, mm-hmm. and they finally, they finally got it down, and we're going to Italy next year. And Woo! it was almost like... <laughs> I mean, with this constant rivalry between France and Italy, it just must have felt really great to have that iconic, like, will they, won't they, and then a skyrocket to the top. And it was like, oh, au revoir. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is our official debrief episode. Um, So we're just going to talk about the events of the week and our reactions to them. Uh, Let's start with the semifinals first. Um, Just between the two, were there any big surprises any disappointments uh what did you guys think so i was really upset that the jury didn't like denmark but like the public did like denmark so that made me happy about the second semi-final were you surprised but also, or unhappy well unhappy but also like surprised that the disparity was between the public and the jury like so like the jury was like we will have absolutely none of this and the public were like actually this is a banger. <laughs> I feel like that was the most predictable thing that could have happened. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't make it through. And, like, it, I'm actually surprised by that. Um, I thought that it was going to get a little bit more love from the jury, and that would have at least taken it into the final. But the fact that Italy is one, it's like everything is forgiven. Even <laughs> Croatia, who clearly deserved to go on and was robbed, like Moldova had did not belong. And I don't understand how it got so many votes. It did not belong in the final. It's such a bad song and it's not performed well. Croatia was on point. Anyways, yeah. it's okay though, because Italy won, so I'm happy. Hey, I totally agree with you with all, on all those points. Like Denmark, <laughs> like I'm really sad the jury's just like tanked them. Like even just a little bit of jury love, I would have gotten them over that line, unfortunately. Yeah. But because um, they performed like they they performed fixed, really well, yeah. they fixed everything that they had to do. Uh, like I thought, the things that we critiqued them on uh, when we saw their final performance at Multi Festival, uh, Multi like they did that. So, but whatever. Yeah, for sure. Their vocal was on point, and they were just really fun. They were a great show closer, but. <laughs> Apparently wasn't enough. Uh, Croatia, I saw this stat somewhere on Twitter. I don't know how true it is, but it is the only country to come in like in the top 10 for both jury and televote in the semifinals. But for some reason, the combined score was still not enough to get them into the final. Yeah. Which is wild. That's wild. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Bart? Yeah, I mean, 
I agree with you that I'm surprised that Denmark didn't go through, but I think the juries were always going to tank it. It's a pretty bad song. Um, but, like, very lovable. So I am so surprised it didn't go through. I mean... I was going to say, you were the one who predicted that it would make it, it out, I did, so... I said it would go through, but I thought it would go through because the televote was like a, would be like enough of a landslide to put it over as the closer. And then that didn't happen. I feel like I ended up being, like, 8 for 10 on both of those, and the ones that I got wrong I wasn't super mad about... I feel like my one good call was TikTok not going through. Um, yeah. Although I am like sad about it because I did think it was good, but it just kind of got lost in the mix of that first semifinal. Albania and Belgium were my two that I definitely didn't predict to go through, and then as soon as I saw them, I was like, oh, those could go through. Like now I totally get it. Um, so that I was pretty fine with that. I mean, I still think I'm a little shocked that Adrenalina didn't do better in its semifinal or in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like, kind of was, like, so middling, like, and I was, like, I just feel like there would be stronger reactions to it, um, which I guess could, could be staging, I don't know what that would exactly be, but... I mean, I think there was a reaction to it, but, I mean, I, I get it, like, I think that the whole Florida thing was not a good move for your vision. I think it was still a good probably move. Got I think it got, it got them into the final, which is... A big deal for San Marino. That's fair. regardless. No, I mean Adrenalina's a bop though. I don't. Yeah. I think that. I think that she could have gotten it without Florida. Yeah, that's fair. But I think the buzz around it was big. It brought some more like I don't know, just buzz around the contest. Like I thought it was a good move. Like it broke Twitter. Remember, like how excited we were. <laughs> like. But yeah, but it didn't get the point so yeah, it, I don't yeah I don't know that they were gunning for the win I think it was good for like the fandom I mean that was like a very much like fandom bubble thing that then in real life people were like who and who and like why <laughs> and like San Marino yeah and I mean I thought like, it was interesting but I thought that I mean she even like people were excited about her last year like yeah. she brings the excitement like for sure I think she would have I'm just saying I think she would have gotten more points she would have done better I would say I think that if they didn't have Florida and put more money into the staging, which admittedly like was like kind of campy and not great. No, they also they had would... an issue apparently where like during rehearsal for the grand finale, um, the wheel thing wouldn't stop spinning. Oh really? And like yeah, yeah, and they had like these issues and they said I guess like it threw people off or something. And then she like wrote this huge thing on Twitter like oh like we fixed it like you know, everything's okay, like, no one got hurt, but I'm sure, like, people were very testy (laughs) around it after that happened. I think even despite that, though, just, like, the background, like, it was, like, weird pictures of Sunny and, like, her name a lot, which is, like, funny and camping, I think we loved it, but if you're watching it, like, the production value was just, like, lower than some of the graphics for other countries. That's fair. Yeah, I think in a, in a year that was as slick as this Mm -hmm. was, it, it kind of stood out for being a little bit messier. And I think we love that, but maybe not necessarily. Although it got more jury votes than televotes, so I don't really understand that. But yeah. <laughs> whatever. Speaking to messy, like, can we talk about Greece and their <laughs> non-HD background and the the hot backup dancers that you can't even see because they decided to green screen them away. And I hated that staging. I, I loved her too. outfit. Her, She can't dance. I don't know why they even tried to make her dance. It looked awkward. 
I don't understand how it made the top ten. I do because it's super memorable. Because it's fucking weird. Yeah. Okay. I didn't like it, but it was memorable. The fact that you guys have such strong opinions about it is I feel like why it's good. Yeah. Like, for me, Moldova is the one that I'm like, I just don't get it. But when I talk to people who are like, I love the song, I feel like it's just very divisive. But Grease, for me, I was like, yeah, I was watching it. I was like, I don't know why you hate it so much. I think it's, like, so campy and ridiculous. And, like, just, like, what the fuck that, like, it was kind of a banger. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad about it. I think I was just madder that it made it through over like other countries in the semi, but in the end I'm fine with it and it made top ten in the final, so I I can't be mad at it. I don't know. I mean I'm not mad, I'm just like surprised. I was like yeah. I it's they went it did as well so as it did, much but yeah. and the music video was so intense and it was like that that was the performance you were gonna give me. Like I remember all of her dance moves because like I laugh at them at night. Like, <laughs> but you remember it. I think that's the point, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't vote for it. Yeah, I don't know. I so I thought this was I, gonna struggle from like kind of the what I think ended up happening to like James Newman, where like it wouldn't be in anyone's top ten, like oh even if it was God. like fifteenth or something, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's kind of what happened in our in our jury. That, like, it was no one's, like, least favorite, but it got one point. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> James, you got one point from, from us, babe. Yeah. That was, that, okay, yeah, let's talk about okay. let's how move on to the final. that was. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the final. Uh, I guess you want to talk about the UK, so go ahead, Alex. <laughs> okay, so I've, I'm so happy that there was an audience there. And that Jim Zuman was feeding off of the audience that were, like, cheering for them, even though this new format of, like, we're just going to announce the countries with the lowest points first to tell them, like, what they have to be, like, the UK, you have received, as if, like, he can't see the number beforehand, like, setting up that, oh, are you ready? Zero points! <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a slaughter, number one. Yeah. I, he took it with such grace, though. Like, I'm really happy for him. And honestly, like, I think, yeah, it's in no one's top ten. There's nothing wrong with the song, but he also just, he can't perform it. Like, it, it wasn't, the staging was not right. Like, he wasn't right for the song. Like, UK, do better. Like, you guys are flipping out on Twitter saying that you're going to freaking Brexit Eurovision, which is fine. Like, none of us would be hurt over that but at the same time like yes you do have the quality and you have shown that you have top hits in history and you're literally bringing none of that to your vision so just take it with like a grain of salt and come back next year here's the thing i feel like they were like slightly on the right track because this is still one of the better uk entries in recent memory <laughs> right and like this it's still a like really strong year though it was a really strong year and, yeah, again, it just suffered from not being anyone's top ten, but it was maybe, like, people's, like, in their in their teens of the story, like, a middle-range song, and, like, that literally won't get you any points. But it was, like, a decent effort, and they can, if they, yeah, they can just up their game, like, a little bit more and, like, continue in this trajectory. Yeah. They'll, they'll I mean, start I, getting points, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they were probably also hurt with the fact that this was just clearly the year for music yes so 
and the rock and it was kind of like a maybe like a response that had a COVID and like people just kind of wanting to break out and I think that because it wasn't the traditional bop and he was also speaking to like you know out of the embers like being symbolic in some way of like coming out of this hard time but I it's like don't think that's what it was about <laughs> well no but that's what you can read into it's like oh like you're coming out of this moment you know like um, renewed or whatever. It's and less of a stretch than Greece being about climate change. Like, I guess. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> um, and for people like listening to it a first time and not like, <laughs> you stand in Greece and like writing essays about it online. Like, but, um, I think that there's just two mixes. Like you delivered it wrong and it wasn't the year for that. Yeah. For sure. Um, I mean, I think I just think the one thing that I would say is like I think people are like, oh, we keep singing horrible songs, and it's just like the song was fine. Like as a recorded track, Embers is like up there as one of the better ones in my opinion. And it's just like they keep. I just feel like we talk about Italy being bad at staging, which like I'm sure we'll discuss later. But I feel like UK is really like the king of like horrible staging, mm-hmm. just like not matching the staging to the singer's talents or capacity. They were kind of lucked into Lucy Jones being good, but even thinking about like Molly with Children of the Universe, like I just feel like it's not really the artist's fault or the song fault. It's just clearly the delegation who's like not putting in the work to like make it look good. Like, and that's just really, and I feel like that needs to be recognized. For, it's like not that people hate you, and it's not that like you're sending bad songs. It's like there's just a big gap between that finished product that ends up looking like cheap and just not good. Yeah. I feel like they're coming from like first they were being like super campy and like kind of making fun of it, you know, like back, you know, like years ago and people weren't buying it because it was like, no, it's like when Eastern Europe does something like that, it's like cute and quirky, but like the UK just felt like fabricated and like, like, no, like, people just weren't selling it. And then they were like, oh, like, we're going to bring, it, like, a good artist or, like, a decent artist. And then they just haven't been able to connect that with the performance. Yeah. Because I think that they're also partially afraid of, like, oh, like, what if that comes off as, like, you know, like, not quirky. Like, you clearly didn't like when we put a lot of money into staging. It's like, no, honey, like, you still have to put some money into it. Like, you still have to do something. Like, having two trumpets, the that's not a stage oh make. I still hate the trumpets. <laughs> I feel like they're very emblematic of, like, how much the BBC is putting into the, like, just like, oh, this song has trumpets. You know what would be great on stage? Two giant trumpets. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're fully right on that. Can we talk about how four full countries got zero telephone points? Yeah, I'm, I mean... Wild. I'm I'm kind of surprised about Spain and the Netherlands mm-hmm. because this wasn't a year with a, like a fuck ton of ballots that we normally see. And I thought that Spain would actually benefit from that because he, he sings really well and he pulled off that performance well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's just one of those, it was a really competitive year. Like, yeah. and it was the same with with the UK like it was in no one's top 10 yeah but he's still like I I wish that he would have just gotten like a a few 
but um, he's a great artist. So if you listen to this, Flaws, like, you're great. <laughs> yeah. I think Netherlands definitely suffered from, like, host country, like, anti- yeah, anti-host like country zero. bias, but also yeah. zero points is shocking to me. Yeah, zero points is really shocking, because I thought, like, the, the staging and the performance was just really good. Incredible. And I would have yeah. thought, I would have thought that, like, they would have gotten something like I, I, I knew that they were going to go through like the growing pains of being the host country, but to not be anyone's. And I was talking to like a lot of my friends and like, no one really enjoyed that song the way that we, yeah, did, I think I was and this was kind of the initial reaction to the song too, where like, I think we as Americans were really excited about it. Right. And like in general, like American fans were like obsessed with this song, but it got really lukewarm reactions in Europe. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's it's not for a European audience or whatever, but I'm I'm still very proud of Jonggu and that performance was amazing. Wait, I feel like that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But I think the one thing for me is just like, which I think I always say every year, but just like all of those automatic qualifiers just like going through the semifinal. I think most of them would have been dropped in the semi in the semi. Yeah. And like you're really either like then you're going against people that already have a fan base that already like beat six or seven other songs to get there and then like that's where kind of like if you're a middling and you're automatic qualifier like you're gonna get zero points in a way that like if you're in the semi Mm -hmm. you could have been you could have been like 12th or 13th or something and just missed the cut but then like when you skip that step like that's kind of what ends up happening to you ridiculous disparity between like the bottom four are auto qualifiers and the top two are auto qualifiers well that's what i was gonna say like (laughs) clearly clearly some people did not understand the assignment and then others, like, really understood the assignment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, uh, there was so much buzz around Italy and France. And I think that, like, partially the reason for that is just, like, the authenticity of it. Like, they weren't trying to, you know, like, they were bringing their soldiers, their artistry. Um, it was very authentic. It was amazing. I, th- I think that lately that's what wins Eurovision is like having that bringing your authentic self with your art and then honestly like just going for it, right? Like those kind of like bangers and pop ballads that are kind of like artificially created, like that's not really the big, I mean, the what, the top three, top four? were all written by the artists. I, I think, think the top six. Top, or top six, somewhere. right? Yeah, they're all written mm-hmm. by the artists. Yeah, I mean, like, that is huge. Yeah. And that um, four of them were not in English. Mm-hmm. Like, that is crazy. Like, I'm super proud of the way this played out. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Funny. I mean, although, as far as, like, I mean, yes, I fully agree. Like, authenticity is the absolute key. But then you have someone like, Yendrick, who lots of authenticity and all very DIY, but also zero telephone points. Like it did not connect with the audience. So I think there's like something to be said about, you know, the certain type of authenticity. But I mean, I think we may disagree on what, like, authentic, I guess, like the concept of authenticity. I guess, but like, you know, Yendrick was being fully himself on that stage, right? Like, and he wrote it all, and just, like, him and his friends jamming out, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's fine if that didn't connect with yeah. audiences. Like, I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> authenticity isn't, it's definitely the secret sauce, but you need, you definitely need more as well. But I yeah. fully agree with you that, like, yeah. this, is, this year really showcased the fact that, like, 
like people strive for something like really authentic, really just well written. Like like there's a certain level of quality I feel like that you had to you had to get. Yeah. I mean I think that like the risk with authenticity is that like it could really connect with people and people see it as authentic or people are like nope yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We, we hate this and like I mean that and that's just kind of the thing is like if you have like a kind of like generic four or five Swedish songwriter like bop like it'll do pretty well because it'll get like like it'll be like kind of in that middle ground but it, like it probably won't do as bad as something like super authentic as like Yendrik or Jongu sadly mm-hmm. but it won't do as well as like Barbara Crabby or um yeah, I mean, also, sure. like, poor Yandrick was like, I don't feel hate. And then the next song was Finland that was like, I embrace it. You know, like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> on it, like, <laughs> if, if, if Yandrick were to get any points, I'm sure that everyone felt like, oh, no, actually, I'm going to lean more towards Finland um, <laughs> on this current occasion. Like, I, I feel bad for him, but also the song just wasn't great and I liked what he said when he lost he was like honestly like I did not like come here to win I came here for the experience and I got the experience like I'm the happiest I could be and I was like yeah like I kind of see that yeah you know you just like submitted a song that you kind of did with your friends I mean I don't think that you ever thought that you were gonna win or even make it in the top 10 like you you get your Eurovision party afterwards like I'm sure you had a super good time yeah um, back to something you said earlier, Alex, that this really was the year of rock. Like, the fact that Finland had, like, fourth in the Telbo, and obviously Italy won it by, like, a lot. Um, and I would say, like, not that Ukraine is a rock song, but it was definitely more of, like, like kind of a vibe of, like, this kind of darker, like, scarier vibe um, that you could almost, like, equate to Finland and Italy in a way. Um, also, second in the Telbo, like... <laughs> Europe really said violence this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't... But, well, anger. Anger, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's more like a, like critiques of society, right? Like, yeah. given the fact that we've, that we've been... But also it's interesting because, like, I think, you know, like Bart was saying in some of the previous episodes, that, like, you know, are we going to get a bop because Europe wants to, like, you know, go free after all this pandemic stuff, or we're going to be sad because COVID or I guess third options. Like, do we just want to like rock out all of our frustrations, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That was honestly like my one, like, I, cause yes, I will say like after watching Switzerland, like I really liked it. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of the song. Like if you listen back, I'm like what I said about it. I was like deeply underwhelmed, but watching it live, I was like, holy shit. Like this is actually, one of those songs that could win. But at the same time, I was like, oh, but I, these aren't the vibes that I want right now. Like I got exactly the vibes that I, that I wanted. I wanted Italy to go out there. I wanted them to rock it. I wanted them to make out with each other. I wanted them to like sip champagne and just freaking go crazy. And that's what I got. And that's what I needed. And I'm so fulfilled right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that the best thing that Max said was, like, that, like, every winner is super different from each other, and I just feel like it so much comes down to, like, the mix of songs also within this year, and just, like, that clearly in a year that, like, weren't many ballads, but was a lot of, like, pop, um, that, like, clearly those kind of stood out, and, like, 
clearly not as fulfilled as Alex is by this win. Um, <laughs> I think it was, like, I think it's good and I'm happy for them. And I actually do, like, mine is going to really grown on me just because in their interview, like, they seem really lovely. I feel like of the top ones, I'm still just not as thrilled by the staging. I think, like, it is really sold by, like, their personalities, which I get. Um, I think that does kind of, like, that authenticity and just, like, a vibe. But I think that, like, Personally, I think that, like, staging performance-wise, like, Switzerland was by far, I think, the most impressive to me For sure. watching it. Um, and even France, like, I didn't want the song to win, but, like, the staging is so kind of, like, memorable. Mm-hmm. Um that for Italy, for Italy, I was like, I mean, I get it. Like, it's good, but I'm not, like, as obsessed. Other than the fact that, like, I love, like, love them as people. Yeah. I'm, like, really happy that I am happy for Italy winning, but I think I'm more happy in the sense of, like, for the past five years, you could have earned it every year, and we're, like, always the bridesmaid, like, never the bride. Like, is if I looked at, like, the past five years, it was probably, like, I liked Soldi more than CD Buoni. And, like, and like, there's other Italy songs that I probably would have had the wood for instead of this one, but I guess in, like, the grand scheme of things. So it's kind of the give Leo an Oscar. Yeah, I was like, like, like a little bit. Um, but <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, they should have gotten it every year. Like, <laughs> uh, they're just, uh, they send such phenomenal entries. Like, yeah. I just, I will stay in Italy till the day I die. Like, they're so freaking great. And, ugh. I mean, they're just objectively in the last 10 years one of the best Eurovision countries. Just yeah. Yeah. hands down. Um, and yeah, they came back in 2011 and they're just like, I think there is one entry that, maybe two that came outside the top 10. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, out of 10 years, like, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I guess 2020 doesn't count. But like, <laughs> and since they came back in 2011, that was their first one back. Yeah. And now it's been 10 years and they got to a win. Exactly. Uh, another thing that I wanted to say in regards to staging, um, I really liked Albania's staging. Yeah. I good. like, yeah, no, I mean, I like, like, the the very, like, smoke and then they brought it onto the stage. Like, I thought that that was, like, super beautiful. I think... I mean, she had, like... After watching that performance too, like she was really good. <laughs> I think Albania, yeah, like she did what needed to be done, but um, <laughs> <laughs> damn it! She <laughs> just, I just low roached. Yeah, just low roached. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so upset right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just think it's like Albanian, like an Albanian traditional Albanian like ballad, even no matter how well it's performed, isn't going to do amazing. Yeah. Um, like I think Albania, like uh, 2018 was maybe it wasn't even traditional Albania that was like that was an exception. They did really well. Um, yeah, so they, they always do like fine, and she did what she needed to do to get into the final and put on an amazing performance. So but, like, I'm I feel happy like, for Albania for sure. I feel like I'm like gonna listen to it after this though. Really? Like yeah, I feel like I'm getting Definitely like not. similar. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean depending on my mood, right? But um like leaning towards like similar vibes after like watching North Macedonia and just like having them crush it. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? This song that I was like very underwhelmed with before, like now I'm like, Oh, you are a beast. And I'll say like her voice just being so strong and pulling it off. Like I, El Diablo is like a guilty pleasure of mine. Like Cypress just freaking killed it. However, vocally, Having Albania come right after, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, Bart, other than Switzerland, any big uh, sort of surprises for you? 
as far as like like uh, most improved or whatever? Um, I love Benicia's performance, of course, as we discussed. I thought it was really, really powerful. Um, I'm glad to see Portugal did well. I thought it just had really nice staging. Yeah. Um, they did well with it. And I kind of didn't know if it would, like, that's kind of one, another one where you're like, is this going to be rewarded? Are people going to be really bored with it? Like, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? But I feel like it ended up doing kind of like, um, like, well with the juries, and then also pretty good in the televote um, that I'm trying to check right now as we're on this. Not as great with the televote, but did well enough with the juries and then didn't get zero points from the televote, so it landed on the left side of the scoreboard, which I think is nice. Um, I mean, I think I'll always just be sad. I still didn't get a full live performance, Mm -hmm. so it'll always be a question of, like, would it have been more elevated live versus in a rehearsal? that could have made a difference. I think at the end of the day, it probably wouldn't have. Um, that doesn't seem like the vibe we were going for this year. Um, no surprise at all that Ukraine rocked the televote, but was still very exciting to hear when they announced that and like it shot up the scoreboard. Like it clearly was such a favorite amongst like the singers and everyone that it was really nice. I will always cry a little bit that Destiny didn't do better with the televote, but it was a bit expected. Um, I think that was also, I think the big thing is just kind of seeing just how running order and just how the mix of a year's songs really impacts. Like, I do feel like of of anything this year, like, the one thing I'll say about Monaskin, and actually about Voila, too, is, like, there were the two ones that, like, felt like nothing else in Eurovision this year or, like, in recent memory. Um, Like, it was, they were just very, very, like, unique and solid. Um... Yeah, I think I'll always want a little bit more from Madiskin, but the best part will always be the photos and videos of them playing ping pong in the back room. So, <laughs> like, so that's like my, um, that's my consolation. Actually, the one thing I would say about Madiskin too that I really love about them is I feel like because of their vibe, like you're always afraid they're going to be a little bit like, we're too cool for this. Like, like we're above Eurovision, you know, like that's kind of like, like a little Hoover phonicky and that they, like they would be like, oh, like, we're serious musicians. Like, we're serious musicians. And you could tell they, they really did care, and this meant a lot to them, and they, like, really saw it as, like, a way to, like, share their art on, like, a yeah. platform. And so, like, I, like, give a lot of respect to Madiskin for that. Yeah, I... <laughs> also, Rufonics, like, the look on their faces when, like, they just did not do well with the telephone. Three points! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'll definitely agree with you on uh, Russia and Ukraine. I think Russia... I mean, I always loved that song, um, but that I guess we didn't. That performance was incredible. incredible. I I love Manisha so much. Like, I just want to cry sometimes. Yeah. Like, I just, I love her. Um, <clears throat> and I think going into it, we didn't really know how well this was going to do, right? There were, like, yeah. questions of whether she would make it through the semi, like, how well a song in Russian would do. But she killed it. She absolutely killed it. I'm just, I'm so proud of her. And I'm so proud that, like, we get to see this side of Russia, Right. It's not just like <laughs> kind of like a government picked <laughs> representative in a way. Like not to say that like previous representatives were like government math pieces or whatever, but they're like very like sanitized okay. approved mm-hmm. artists. Whereas like Manisha is very much sort of against the grain as far as like uh, sort of the country's politics goes and and really made an effort to represent what I think is sort of like the real Russia yeah. on stage and just I, I, I literally cried. Like, I was just like, this is amazing. And then I'm just proud of Ukraine, too, because 
I mean, that performance was amazing. Like, again, they were, there were questions of, you know, whether or not they would even make it through the semi before we saw the performances and they were like, oh shit, like so good. Um, they're now officially the only country with a perfect qualification record, um, which is amazing. And I imagine they're going to keep that up in perpetuity because they're just awesome. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, like the fact that, <laughs> the that, that could have been the vegan artist, but, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also like they like it's just really cool to me that like this like really sort of traditionally based song like even if it's like combined with just like rave music right like it's still very ukrainian and very sort of something that i wouldn't think would be super accessible to a lot of people mm-hmm. but it stormed the televote and i just i'm so happy for them and Serbia did really well to tell them. I'm like, I love Hurricane. <laughs> I will always, Hurricane will always be my guilty pleasure. I was like, I was kind of afraid they would just like, wouldn't do great. And they ended up like just on the right side of the scoreboard, but they did really well with the televote, which makes me happy that other people got as much life from like the maximum choreography. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as I did. I just thought it was such a fun performance. And also, again, mm-hmm. other people who I fell in love with for Eurovision Week interviews. So I'm like <laughs> running over to try to make out with Damiano, the lead, lead singer of Madaskin. I was like, this is the perfect ending. Like, they're so happy. <laughs> I'm like, are you really friends with them? Who knows? But like, they're there now. <laughs> the and true queens of relatable content, I will say. Speaking of speaking of, of love at Eurovision, Tix and Effendi <laughs> coming together in the end. And neither did particularly well, so I'm, no. I'm not mad. I was afraid Tex would do really well with the televote, which actually he has a nice inspiring story, so I thought that there were nice moments in his performance, but the song was still meh. Yeah. And he didn't do it as well as I thought he would do. Um, we can't even, I don't even want to discuss how well Moldova did. Can we just pass and never talk about them again? That's fine with me. Um, all right, so next year in Italy... Um, do we have any, I mean, obviously very early to make predictions on anything, but like, do we think we're going to get a lot of rock songs next year? Because there's always like a few like attempts to copy the previous winner, like any predictions for 2022 other than that we're going to fucking storm Italy and have the best time of our lives. (laughs) I do think that there will probably be copies of more of a rock vibe, but then I also like, I feel like people always do that, and it either does so well or totally falls flat. Like, and especially because if you had, like, this time we had, like, Monoskin and Blind, Blind Channel, right? Yeah. yeah. Blind Channel. And, like, they they both did well, but I feel like if there was, like, another, if there was any other rock song that just, like, wasn't, like, quite as good or quite memorable, like, it just would have all fallen flat. Yeah. Like, it is such a... Like, it's such a, like, black or white, like, either you're going to do really well or just kind of be meh. Or, like, not make it out of the semi. (laughs) I think that there's going to be a swing back to kind of, uh, like, showing, like, culture, like, heritage. And there's going to be more of, like, the traditional within each country because that kind of is also like what we saw. I mean, Italy was rock granted, but, like, France did really well. Like, I think that we're going to see, um... And in Ukraine, like, we're going to see a little bit of that swing, trying to, like, show off a little bit of the the country and not have just as much, like, have as many, like, manufactured bops, but something that will set them apart. Um, and one way they can do that is, like, 
bringing back like some like classical instrument that no one has like heard of or whatnot. Um, yeah, maybe Norway will bring back you know. Yeah, I mean, and also, I think one thing to note about this year too is just like the production value was really good. Just like the whole show was, I just think one of maybe the slickest that we've seen. Nikki was, oh yeah, Nikki such too. a phenomenal host. Like, well, just their selection of hosts and the transitions and like the performances in between. Like, the Netherlands nailed it. I think that they and I can't believe I'm saying this, like, have done better than the Swedish in terms of like entertaining during Eurovision. Like. There weren't like awkward moments or if there were because there was like a slight lag, like they fixed it, but you weren't given like that traditional sense of, oh, like literally you're just time wasting with this filler shit. Like I actually enjoyed um, everything that they had in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the way that they, that they called the, the points in the end, like the televote. I thought that was a really interesting way to do it. Um, it definitely kept things exciting. Um, yeah, so thousand percent kudos to them. Yeah, kudos to the host, kudos to the Netherlands for t- putting up with this for two years, also. Yeah, <laughs> also, like, they just did a good job because obviously, without like a full packed house and like the arena, like it could have been really weird. And like, with the rooftop performances by past winners and other ways, like the postcards definitely weren't like my favorite, but it was kind of like what they had to do when they couldn't travel people all around and do like live in card postcards live in-person postcards, so it was kind of like, I think that they were clever about how they did things to match, like, what the constrictions were, and yeah. in like, some ways it came off, ended up coming off really well. And also, I think in terms of just song quality and the stagings that we saw, right, there weren't, maybe with the exception of Moldova, <laughs> there weren't really any that were just like, oh, that's bad, well, in the UK, um, but I just think, like, as far as songs go, this was a ridiculously strong year, and I think, like, there's just been a trend, I think, away from maybe sort of the, the camp and kitsch of, like, the mid-2000s mm-hmm. um, toward sort of, like, a, like not to say, like, a real song contest, but, like, I just think the quality of actual, of the music has gone up so much in the last yeah. five years that, like, yeah, I think, I and think this maybe, is really, like, Maybe you mean, shift. like, it's, it's catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say is actually, like, I really like the postcards because you know i did think that they showed up cool parts of the country i thought it was a little fucked up that like poland's postcard was the airport and then they <laughs> didn't qualify so it's like oh like you're right here anyway it's like <laughs> you okay. <go>. wow <laughs> um it's <laughs> like oh that's a little on the nose but um no, I thought that they showed off. I mean, I'm never, like, wild about postcards. They're always cheesy. Like, they're never great. But this was just like, okay, like, you pulled it off. Like, I, th- I thought that the little houses were cute and, like, individualized. Then if you had so- seen the semis, then you knew who was coming up. They sound like the little house and how they designed it. And I thought that was really cute. I actually, I, I liked it. There, I don't think there's anything that, like, I, I didn't like other than, like, the time waste in when they were announcing, you know, Switzerland's points. And they're like, so just reminding you this amount of points and this amount of, they need this many points just so you know, this is the points that they have. And I was like, 
Okay. But like, you just announced it already. Just fucking announce it. Like it's part of the TV that live TV magic. No, Ugh. but like it definitely it definitely occurred for like twenty seconds longer than it should have. Like twenty seconds that felt like a year. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. Also, like just knew he wasn't gonna do that well in the telephone. So you're like Yeah. Like it's definitely gonna be Italy and like you're just making poor John's tears like <laughs> yeah, I know, it was brutal. yeah it just ended up coming out and the way that they were announced it's like but you can see the number right like for who we're finding like Belgium like are you ready for your points like you've received three points and it's like okay well, like that sucks like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love that you're you're so energized or like even with the zero points, like zero points. And then just kind of waiting for a reaction. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. not a great thing to hear. I'm just like, glad that um Switzerland and France did not become memes like John Lundvik with his face just drops. <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. Every time I rewatch that. I mean, this time the most brutal was Destiny, who was, like, about to have a nervous breakdown. The entire the, time. For the entire votes results. Yeah. And I'm like, stop showing her. Like, <laughs> it's so sad. Literally showing her during the jury for, like, every move. She's just like... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much, all of you guys, for listening this year. It's been a really fun season. Um, we're glad to have Eurovision back in our lives in like a real way. And thank you to everyone who participated in our jury and just anyone who's engaged with us on Twitter this past year. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is us signing off until next year. So we'll see you then. And, uh, meanwhile, follow us on Twitter at SSE underscore pod on Facebook at facebook.com slash star spangled Eurovision, um, on Instagram at star spangled Eurovision. Don't worry, we will be tweeting in between now and, like, January. So, see you then. Thanks, everyone. See you guys.